Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on the 17th of October, Tuesday. And a pretty good day today. We have lost a bit of the froth off the top, it has to be said. We were up 74 this morning. We are currently up 45. That comes, obviously, on the back of a 300-point rally on the Dow Jones and a 1.2% rally on the NASDAQ and 1.1% on the S&P 500. I rather struggled with my strategy section today, trying to get a firm feel for where to go from here. But there are mixed macro messages, has to be said. The most mixed and the most negative is bond yields. They just keep going up. US 10-year bond yield up seven basis points overnight, two-year up five basis points. Have a look at the charts in my section. If you stand back enough and look at a longer-term chart, there is just no material peak in bond yields here or in the US. And on that basis, it's hard to really get excited about the market. Plus, you've probably seen a series of economic numbers, including consumer confidence numbers in Australia today, but that is the subject of, and they were weaker, down 3.7 basis points to below 80 for the first time in a while. So consumer confidence in Australia drifting away as rates stay higher. But I notice also a couple of brokers in the US, Morgan Stanley saying they're cautious on US equities on fading consumer confidence, and JP Morgan on the same message saying equity valuations are at risk from higher rates and earnings expectations for next year, which are overly optimistic. The most negative effects of higher interest rates are still to come. That's the lagged impact of higher interest rates. And they too suggest being underweight equities, overweight cash and commodities, including gold. And they too talk about some weak economic numbers, including consumer confidence in the US. And there was the Empire State Index, which is sort of New York Business Index last night. General Business Conditions Index index gone back into negative territory. Recession's still a risk anyway. Economy both here and in the US seemingly going nowhere for the moment. The RBA minutes were out today. They didn't say anything that we hadn't expected. Members note some further tightening of policy may be required should inflation prove more more persistent than expected. In other words, they're happy to leave interest rates alone as long as inflation doesn't pick up again. The same message they had in their statement. So nothing new there. But the general theme, which is not one which encourages you to lash out on the equity market. The general theme is slowing economies and bond yields not coming down yet. So we need a bit of a change there before we get too enthusiastic. Having said that, there was some Chinese stimulus overnight. It hasn't exactly lit the market up, although the resources sector is up 0.9% today. But that comes on the back of a 2.4% rise in Rio. We've written up the Rio AGM today. You'll see in the news letter and I've included in their comments they've made on major economies and major commodity prices. That's just noise really. But I think the AGM fairly well received and if you have a look at the chart of Rio, it's got a very interesting trading range. For the last three years it's traded between $90 and $130 in Australia and it's had three rallies from the bottom of that trading range to the top of that trading range and interestingly if you were to time it perfectly and buy at $90 and sell at $130. That's three opportunities to make 40% out of Rio in the last three years. And that's why we run the BHP only portfolio, because these are not investment stocks unless you are guessing commodity prices correctly. It's very hard to do reliable fundamental analysis on any resources stock that is dependent for earnings on commodity prices. So 
I declare them as long duration trading stocks. And here we are with Rio at 120, it's close to $120 near the top of its trading band. Talk of recession in the US and China struggling to stimulate. It's not the sort of stuff that a major breakout to the upside is made of, has to be said. So Rio, despite looking cheap, PE of nine times yield of, uh, not often you see a yield higher than the PE, yield nine and a half times, nine and a half percent, sorry, PE 9.3. Looks cheap, but as any fund manager will tell you in Australia, resources tend to peak when they look to be their cheapest and bottom when they look to be their most expensive. You have to get your head around that. Anyway, at $120 and the macro backdrop, which requires the Chinese economy to be flying along, the iron ore price to be going up and the global economy to be growing just doesn't seem to be there at the moment. So hard by Rio at the moment. No reason you wouldn't just hold on to it, though. The AGM was quite good and it has been rallying in the short term. Telstra has had its AGM today as well. Share price is up a touch on the back of that. Telstra is oversold. It's had a few signs of bottoming recently and this de-risks it for the next three months or so. And the fact that there has been no confession in the AGM is a tick. Happy to hold Telstra, possibly even buy it. Apart from bond yields going up, the other issue in the background at the moment is the Israeli-Hamas conflict. There were some hopes for a ceasefire that seemed to have been dashed overnight. But there are some suggestions that there will be some diplomatic efforts made and not quite such a shock and awe invasion of Gaza as previously expected. Gold sector still up today up half a percent or so. It's had a very good run. Otherwise, not doing anything on the strategy front, as you'll see in my section, still in cash. And I don't think there are any drivers strong enough to get us involved at the moment. If there were two places you'd be putting some money at the moment, you'd be betting on the NASDAQ and the FANG ETF again in the hope that the big tech sector is going to have a good set of results. There is some anticipation that the results this week will be good. We've got Tesla and Netflix on Thursday and then Microsoft, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Meta and Intel next week. By the way, we've also got tonight Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley on Wednesday. But there is some mild momentum behind big tech and there's just a chance. It seems long odds, I have to say. The, the universal understanding is that the big tech sector is overvalued at the moment. But of course, it's not overvalued if it, they are if the earnings numbers are are upgraded. So let's see what the earnings numbers for these big tech stocks coming up can do for the share prices. Can it light them up again? I think they'd be lucky. The sector has doubled this year. Sorry, the FANG has doubled this year, FANG ETF. And we are back above the highs before that 30% slump last year. The other area that's of mild interest is resources. US dollar was down a little bit. Very short term stuff. US dollar was down a little bit. Aussie dollar up a little bit. Commodity price is generally okay. Iron ore price was up a bit. And BHP's had a 5% rally, which we haven't got involved in short term. When you look at it on a short term chart, it's wow, that was a buy. But on the longer term chart, still stuck in a sideways band, not convincing. So still in cash in the BHP only portfolio. Be interesting to see whether Chinese stimulus really can kick off a proper rally. No sign of that yet. Lithium stock's doing a little bit better today. In the ideas portfolio, you'll see we are doing okay. We hold Telstra at the moment. AGM today, as I say, we've written it up. Allchem was down 3% yesterday, but up 2.7% today. $8 billion lithium
lithium play. In fact, it's up 2.8% today. And we are up a couple of percent. Really need a, a kick higher. We're not in this ideas portfolio for 2% turns. Mineral resources, we're also up 1.7%. And Northern Star, we're up 1.6%. That's our gold play bought on the Israeli Hamas conflict uh, start. We were up quite a lot on that until a bit of a profit take at the end of last week. Anyway, we're up 1% to 2% on every idea at the moment and hoping things kick along from here. So that's about it, really. As I say, struggled, struggled with this uh, strategy section today. There are, it's a bit sort of so-so sideways. Not terrible, but not good enough. Henry's written up Lion Town after the Albemarle bid got pulled yesterday, leaving Gina Reinhardt looking either clever or silly. Can't tell which. Still in a trading halt from what I can see. Look out for his On the Couch podcast with Nick Friedman from Holistic Retirement Planning. Nick Friedman's done a lot of work on the transition to retirement. He is bonding with Henry over guitar playing, but he talks about retirement, as Henry wrote about in his piece a couple of weeks ago when he got back from Europe. Everybody was asking him, are you still working? Which he didn't expect. And Nick Friedman talks about retirement not being a financial decision, and it's an emotional decision, and his podcast will talk about that. So look out for that. The other thing we've got coming up is the 12th Australian Microcap Investment Conference. I'll put up the events page later today. That's on the 24th, 25th of October. After that, we've got the iMark Conference in Sydney. Marcus today has a press pass. Henry will be attending. 8,500 delegates, 500 companies, huge resources-based conference, international resources-based conference. I'll put that in the events section as well. That's coming up. Henry will be going along and reporting for us. That's in Sydney. Technical section today was noting that there are some big oversold stocks still. CSL. Go and have a look at the broker research on CSL today. Everybody's a buyer, yet the share price is still bumping around its 52-week lows. ResMed as well. One broker in the US downgraded its target price from 275 US dollars to 175 US dollars. Share price at the moment is, I think, 141 US so still above the current share price. I think that's what you call broker backcasting, where they've got it so wrong, they suddenly wake up and update their target price. There's also a fund manager in the AFR today saying that ResMed's oversold. It is struggling along with CSL with the appearance of these anti-obesity drugs, which are in trial in the US and doing fantastically. CSL dropped last week on news that the trial of these drugs for kidney disease had been very successful and was being accelerated. CSL has a kidney disease division, about 8% of their revenue. So CSL and ResMed both in for it from GLP-1 anti-obesity drugs. As Henry wrote last week, is this the new AI? And I also note in the technical section, India. We're in the wrong stock market. You know, the Indian stock market's up 161% from the pre-pandemic, not from the pre-pandemic, from the pandemic low, and he's up 61% from the pre-pandemic peak. We're down. We've been in the wrong stock market. Right, that's about it. Uh, Plenty on the calendar. Have a look at that. We've got the bank results season coming up. Wham Capital Wendex dividend today, by the way, dropped 6%. I wrote that article, eight traits of a retiree investor, which went up on the newsletter last week and live wire over the weekend. And it's gone off like a frog in a sock. Get your kids to like it for me. 161 likes. Most popular article on live wire. Well, I pity it doesn't earn me any money. But lots of comments below.
below there. Clearly, the article hit home with a lot of people, the eight traits of the retiree investor. And whilst the market goes nowhere, just note with things like Wham Capital, stocks going ex-dividend get whacked because people are interested in income when there's no capital growth around. Goes ex-dividend, they're out of there. Next. Anyway, next is the bank results season coming up. Macquarie, November the 3rd. Westpac, November the 6th. NAB, November the 9th. ANZ, November the 13th. So look out for all those. And their dividends. I was going to buy Westpac, NAB, ANZ ahead of results for a run into results and dividends, but the market just didn't get going. And I didn't bother. In order to have a successful dividend strip, you really need the market in going in your direction as well. And it's sort of not. Right, there we go. BAPCOR. That's in auto in the auto sector, down 10% on its AGM today. News Corp up 3.7%. Substantial shareholders notice someone buying. Tech sector doing nicely today. Zero up 2.9%. Rio up 1.9% on its AGM. Boring stocks, defensive stocks, Woolworths, Coles, Wes Farmers, all in the bottom performers today. ResMed down again. All a bit ho-hum. Not enough to get excited, but not too worried either. You have a fabulous afternoon. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you.